I said, hey, yo, I want to tell y'all why we the goats and the rest different. We wholesome guys that do our thing and respect women. From animated games to sports topics with the hard facts, we offer great debates on such an interesting podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another recording of the Women Respecters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kay, and today I got my co-hosts Adrian and Wally. How y'all doing? Six nine free. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I'm having mic issues, but besides that, you know, we making it. We making it. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. That's good. Um, So, you know, we got two topics today. We're just going to roll and jump into the first one. Um, So on March 26th, Nintendo just dropped a uh, Nintendo Direct for like a couple of games that's coming out. And we kind of, you know, since we talk about anime, video games, and sports, as far as on that video games, we wanted to talk about kind of just our general opinions on some of the games that's dropping for like the Switch and et cetera. So, uh, Wally, did you have any uh, thoughts about the Nintendo Direct? Uh, you know, I saw that they had the Ultimate Alliance 3, another uh, expansion pass on it. And I was like, man, if I had a Switch, <laughs> I know what I would be buying. Because they right. finally going to have Dr. Doom in the game with an actual story and not him getting smoked by Odin and Thor. But, you know, it, it's nice to see things like that. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the Definitive Edition, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. I tried to play Xenoblade the other day, and I was very confused. So I turned it off. And... <laughs> I played Hyrule Warriors instead, and that was a a fun experience. Yeah. Um, as far as my thoughts, I was I was yeah also kind of interested in Ultimate Alliance. Uh, I know me and me and Wiley for y'all you know that don't know me and Wiley obviously cousins. We grew up playing Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 a lot, like a lot together. And it was like one of the games where we were like, dang, it would be crazy if they would have put out a third one. It was like as fun as the second one was, it wasn't the first one. But you try to go back and play the first one, it's like it's certain things in the second one that are just better. So it's like when they finally announced the third one years later, it's like, okay, cool. But then it was like only on the Switch. So it was like, uh, I just got my uh, Switch in January. So it's like, all right, this is one of the games I got the Switch for. And I haven't got it yet. I got um, Fire Emblem, and pretty much that's the only game I have so far um, that I bought. And so I don't know. You just say you With were playing DLC, Animal Crossing. Don't let this man lie to you. Hey, man, somebody gave me a copy of Animal Crossing, so that's different than spending money on it, you know. All I'm going to say is when this trunk stimulus package hits, mm. might be copying that switch yeah. expeditiously. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, come on over to the Nintendo Switch side, man. There's, there's some games over I'm here. I'm not going to say I'm buying Pokemon or anything like that. I mean, it's oh, yeah, that was, that was a thing in the Nintendo thing, too. The Naruto yeah. shipping Ultimate Ninja Storm Road to Baruto? 
sir? Did you just insult me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he's supposed to drop. What was that? April twenty fourth. That's that's what we on. We not on that. We not on that. But anywho. Oh yeah. Speaking speaking of Naruto and Boruto and all that. Uh, Naruto they dropped that. What was it Shinobi Striker? Was that last year? I think twenty nineteen. So there, Nintendo's dropping a game called Ninjala, which I saw that looked kind of cool. They were claiming that it's free to play. It looks like it has the same play style as Naruto Shinobi Striker, only it's like cartoon stylized, kind of like Splatoon and whatnot. But like it's like the ninjas fight each other, and they have like these, I guess, toy swords that they fight each other with, and they use like bubble gum to like like levitate and do all this other like cool stuff. So like that game looked cool. Again, Ultimate Alliance. Samurai Jack one time. Battle Through the Time. What'd you say? Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Battle Through Time. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a Bravely Default 2 was looking kind of cool. Um I played like the demo for the first joint. So I was like, alright. And yeah, there was this one joint called uh Good Job that looked interesting it's like one of those like wacky you work in like a, a corporate office and they, they tell you oh we need you to uh move this we need a a water cooler in this room so you got to get it from one room to the next and you could do it the regular way where you just drag it or you could get like i don't know a forklift and just drive it through the walls and like you you rack up all this money and like damage that you've done and whatnot but it's like as long as you get the job done that's what matters right so it's like it looked kind of it looked kind of wacky and fun, but yeah, that was you know that was my general takeaways from the uh, the Nintendo Direct. Um, very optimistic about the options of games they got coming out. Being somebody that been primarily playing PS4 the last uh, couple years, so now that I'm at the Switch Nintendo Switch, it's good to feel like I've I've made a good choice change of consoles primarily. But, uh, yeah, y'all got any other thoughts about the... Any game that's a Naruto game will be better than Shinobi Strikers. Mm. So we're playing the road to Baruto? I didn't say I'll play it. I'm just saying any game will be better than Shinobi (laughs) Strikers. Isn't that like a Ninja Storm type game? The road to Baruto? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like games like that anymore. Hmm. I bought every Ninja Storm almost. I think I kind of tapped myself out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so with that said, uh, we're going to end this first segment, and we're going to move on to our main segment for the episode. So, you know, we were talking, and we wanted to kind of figure out, like, a, a serious question, you know, just like being we are our anime podcast, we wanted to talk about, all right, who we think, who we each think are the best antagonists in anime and why. So we're going to try to give you all who we each think is the best antagonist. Any of y'all want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Well, my original option was going to be Aizen. Complete, <laughs> but I was like, eh. like he's cool, but it was kind of like he wasn't like 
the best. He's not even the best antagonist in that show, but I was like, man, he was cool because he, he did stuff. And he had the whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, I planned this entire thing out. Like, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, it was like, all right, you did that, but, like, whatever. But then I was like, man, if we're really talking about people that was, like, they was there, they was standing in the way, they was, you had to plan around them, like, you needed something for them, man. The OG, the guy. Orochimaru, mm. you know he was he was it was whatever you wanted him to be. I mean, later in the show though, he became kind of like you know more fodderish because I mean, he, they kind of fa- well not phased him out. But, yeah, they kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they kind of put him in the background. He was operating in the background. Yeah, he's cool still, but I mean, at the end of it and in the beginning of Baruto, how they just had him. <laughs> Just on a little remote area, getting washed by Yamato. And Baruto, he's basically a... I was about to call him a mom, but he's not a, man, a woman. But he's basically... He's a parent, basically. So Yeah. But, you know, he's like... But I mean, he's still doing experiments. I mean, are they evil experiments? Yes. We don't, we don't know. He's <laughs> doing secret stuff. What? He's doing secret stuff, and it, he doesn't really tell them what he's doing. I mean, as long as he's not doing what he was doing, like in the first and the second part, like literally slaughtering mil—not millions, thousands of people—just to get immortal um, immortality. I mean, yeah. The description I put for him was the teacher villain, and. The snake that never stops shedding. The snake that never stops shedding. <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, I think that's a good title for him. I mean... Why that? Why that title? Because, I mean, he literally would keep getting new bodies because he was on a quest to be immortal. Yeah. He said he can't die. Yeah. And... Originally, I think it was what he wanted to not die because his parents. He just yeah, because he was an orphan. But then it came to a thing where he didn't want to die because he wanted to learn like all, all the, the jutsu. Yeah. So it was a he had a very interesting character. What a not art, but well that I don't know if that would be a development either, but like uh. He, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he went a lot of different places. So, what made you say he's the best antagonist? Uh, well, in the first part of Naruto, he's pretty much like the thing that's standing in front of a lot of stuff. The like the main villain. Yeah, and he just he's very uh, instrumental in a lot of the character stuff for well. Not for all of them, but for, like, Sasuke and Naruto, anyway. Mm. And, uh... Well, I guess, uh, and Yamato, too, but not really Yamato. Not as much. He just, like, he made him. But, yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah, I thought he was a... It was just... It was an interesting dude that... It was like... He was somebody that definitely... 
he didn't need to do what he needed to do, but he did it. And he kept getting worse and worse to the point where they were like, uh, can you stop doing these things? <clears throat> like, I don't know why the third Hokage let him do it. And then he was like, oh, then well, you the third Hokage on him bad for him Because that's his student. <laughs> you know, like he always. Just yeah, that was like, that was like his, his son, basically, mm-hmm. even though he, was he had a son. But and other stuff, so. It's kind of wild that the third Hokage had a son that he didn't treat him like a son. But we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> the third Hokage was, was also was horrible to Naruto. Third Hokage goes down as the worst Hokage. It literally was just awful. Hey, you didn't hear this from me, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's awful. He just letting this man operate. On the one side of the village, basically killing people. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and he's like, like Dang. he finds his lab, and he still has a chase when he sees a rush Man, movie. he lets that man go. <laughs> man, I was like, is this guy serious? Somebody had to come tell this man, "Oh, look, he over here doing that." And he was like, "Man, <laughs> you you lying? I'm, I'm, I'm about to go out there and see for myself." He got out there. Dang, you really out here doing that, huh? That's crazy. What you about to get into? Like, I mean, kill him. I mean, at that time, like, what ninja did they have in the village that were able, besides himself, that were able to take out Orochimaru, do you think? Um, in the beginning of the Orochimaru stuff, Minato was still around. But after Minato went down, I mean, Jiraiya was still around, too. So it's not like, like they, I'm sure they still had a bunch of other, like, Joni ninja. Well, didn't Jiraiya, like, run down on him while he was doing experiments and, like, also let him go? I mean, Jiraiya tried to save him and then failed and got hurt because of it. Yeah. Uh, you know? But I'm just saying, there was, like, it's not like Orochimaru was just the strongest in the village, because he wasn't. So, like, he, like he they, they could have... He was strong. Yeah, but he was, he, was top, he was one of the top tier yeah, he was, He's definitely, he's definitely... Yeah. Like above, um, what's called Joni. He's like more signing. Kage level. Like yeah, all the signing are obviously Kage level. So like they're above jo- regular Jonis. But I'm still saying like it's not like the Leaf Village had nobody else above Joni level. You know what I mean? So like Orochimaru yeah. could have been stopped. Donzo wasn't about to step in for that. Donzo was helping him. I was about to say Donzo. Yeah. And you know it was crazy. Orochimaru really was out there chasing that Sharingan. And he had like thirty of them. Well, he didn't want the eyes; he wanted the body so yeah. he could like fully use it. And you know, being greedy don't get you nowhere, but fed or something else. So mm-hmm. he got clapped up because he wanted to nurture Sasuke. And well, he first got clapped up because he wanted Itachi more than he wanted Sasuke. Itachi well, I mean, like, Itachi ain't kill him. Sasuke well, said, Itachi you know what? Was we, just like, we're not even going to do this. We were just going to skip around the pleasantries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I'm saying, can you try? Well, Sasuke already knew what he was doing. Like, Itachi. Yeah, I, that's the crazy part about it. You went with this man and you knew what he was about and what he was trying to do with and you. Sasuke was like, I'm going to use him. Because he's not going to kill me right away. So, I'm going to use him until he can't, like, until I don't need him. Until whenever he get, By the time he heals, I'll be good. Like, Sasuke knew he had that little, like, in-between time. 
So he knew he'd be okay. But yeah, that's kind of wild. He pulled up on Itachi. Itachi was like, boop, bap. And then he was like, oh, snap. I'm not messing with Itachi. I'm going to go out to Sasuke. Um, All he had to do was take two of those Danzo eyes and call it a day. Yeah. But he wanted to be greedy. I mean, yeah, you like like you see what the toll it took on Kakashi. Even though during the war, Kakashi just starts spamming it like it's like nothing, and he shouldn't be using the eye like that. But it's whatever. You think? I think he was trying to go after like the eternal Mangekyo Sharingan, whichever one lets well, you I mean, live. Right? Well, yeah, but you gotta think. Um, Technically, what's it called? Like when Obito opened up here, like Kakashi had it too. Yeah. So, but, he can, like he can still you can still advance it. It just will take a lot more training and a lot longer. Yeah. It's like what else are you doing? You got all these bodies. You just be you sitting here experimenting the whole time. Like this is what you want, right? You want yeah. something to do your duty with. Uh, I don't know, but. He, he was he was a cool guy. Well, not a cool guy, but you know he was a cool villain or antagonist. Yeah, he wasn't bad at all. But I don't know if I choose him for my Naruto one. I mean, Obito was cool too. I but mean, you know, Obito Sasuke wasn't was cool. like he, he didn't get. Well, I mean, either of them got forced into doing it. Yeah, yeah. but he did it because Obito got a battery put into his back, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Orochimaru was just like, well, you know, I'm trying to live forever, but that turned into, you know what, I'm going to live forever, and I'm going to get these jutsus, and I'm going to get these charring guns. Who's going to say something about it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, you know, turned a number of people to the dark side, essentially. You know, stage, yeah, staged the whole coup against the Leaf Village. That sounds like he pulled up with the whole Sand Village. Like he, he pulled up with them because they all thought that that's just what they were. They're like, that's what they like, Kage wants. But the whole time, it's just a Rochi Mara over there. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I understand. But yeah, a, I respect that as a villain, as a antagonist. best uh, antagonist. Yeah, Kevin, what's yours? What's mine? Um, so, I also went to Naruto. Uh, oh, probably my that, God. I mean, I'm going to be real. It's the anime I know the most. Like, I say Dragon Ball Z probably second. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's, I know Naruto the most. Um, and, funny enough, I went with somebody different than Orochimaru. Um, but I say who I think is the best antagonist in anime is I'll say Sasuke for the first part of Naruto, like pre-Shippuden. Because, you know, when I think about antagonists, I think of somebody that opposes the main character and kind of is like the opposite of the main character, but like continues to push the main character to do things. And like, you know, in I was, as I was like trying to come up with my person for this list, I was, the thing I was running into was like, in a lot of shonen anime or battle shonen or whatever, the antagonists that the main characters come up against are more so obstacles or like kind of measuring sticks for how strong the main character is at that point. Like if you look at Goku and Dragon Ball Z, at one point Vegeta is stronger than him. Then he gets actually going back even farther. TN was stronger than him. He became stronger than TN. 
uh, General Tao, then King Demon King Piccolo. Then you get to the to Raditz, then you get to Vegeta, then eventually Frieza, et cetera, et cetera. Like these people are around and at the certain point Goku meets them, they're like they're well above his power level and he figures out a way to beat them. And then it's like kinda after that, it's like he's at this certain level of power, so they're no longer a threat. And so they're kinda no longer an antagonist. And it's just as I was thinking about a lot of different anime. I mean, Frieza's still an antagonist. You, you you know, but like Frieza for the major for the Android saga, for the Cell games, for the Boo saga, for the Universe Six vs Seven tournament, Frieza was not relevant at all. Yeah. Like if he would have showed up, they would have just clapped him again. You yeah. like he didn't get until he got resurrected and trained. He wasn't really a factor, you know. And even when he came back, they they beat him pretty easily because he, he he ran he burned his stamina out. So it's like, I mean, as a villain character, yeah, Frieza is is impressive. He's probably one of the best villains in that arc. No, what I'm saying is the antagonist part. You were saying like once they got yeah. to a certain point, they weren't really antagonists anymore. And I was like, eh, I mean, I still figure like, yeah. I can see the Vegeta thing and like the Boo thing, but like Frieza is always going to be an antagonist. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make, like, most antagonists are antagonists for, like, a period of time, and then they phase out. Oh, yeah. Like, even Sasuke was, he faded out and became, like, just cool with Naruto and, like, Boruto. Like, they're just, they're very cordial at this point, you know? But, like, for the first part of Naruto, where they're still kids, they don't like each other. They're rivals. Like, Naruto wants to be the best, he wants to be, he wants to respect. He wants to respect the elite village. His way of doing that is becoming the strongest ninja in the village. Then yeah. he gets put on the same team as Sasuke, and it's like, I want to outdo this guy. Strongest. Like, out of all the rookies, like he, Sasuke was known as the strongest, and he was trying to get there. And that was his goal. Yeah, he's clearly the he's clearly a stronger, more intelligent ninja. So Naruto, he pushes Naruto to, to be better. Like I said, like I, when I wrote in my notes, like throughout the series or throughout like the the main, the first part of Naruto, Sasuke kind of brings the best out of Naruto. Like Absolutely. Naruto is motivated. He goes when he trains with Jiraiya. It's like, all right, I'm going to be the best ninja I can. I know Sasuke is already at this level. He's got this curse mark. I need to catch up to him. And then they, you know, he gets the he gets his his nine tails thing unlocked. He learns like the Toad Summoning Jutsu. And that eventually helps him like win the fight against Gara. And I was going to put Gara as the main, as the best antagonist because he has all of the same like abilities and, and whatnot that gifts that Naruto is given. But he just stands against him, and he's kind of like the first real test of all right, what does Naruto become? But then again, like after they fight that one time, Gara's kind of like he's like he goes very quickly from being like. A, a villain to anti-hero to friend of the main character, like really quickly. Yeah. He turns very quickly. Um, and he's like the first character we really see Naruto do that with. Um, and I, but Sasuke, it just, it wasn't that for a very long time. And they had a lot of fights. And every time they fought, we saw Naruto pull something out of that hat that he just hadn't done before. And, you know, like, Sasuke, like, served as, like, a goal for Naruto. Like, it's one thing to be like, all right, I want to be the best at whatever I do. 
But then it's another thing to be like, okay, I want to be the best. But then you have somebody you're watching that you're competing against. And it's like, because it helps push you to the next level. It's like, oh, if I can outdo this person, I'll get closer to my goal. But then Sasuke, throughout his whole journey, he's trying to be strong enough to, to kill Itachi. So he's getting stronger. And he lets Orochimaru give him the curse mark. And he gets stronger from that. And like, so Naruto always had Sasuke there as like kind of measuring stick, but like constant motivation to become stronger and a better ninja. Well, yeah, because he had to get stronger to bring Sasuke back. So if he he wasn't going to be stronger, if he was weaker than Sasuke, he could never bring him back. He had to be stronger to force Sasuke back. Yeah. And it's even through Sasuke that we kind of see Naruto forge kind of a big part of his, his, his morals or his ideals, which is like, he doesn't turn his back on his friends. Like, I don't know how prevalent that was before. I mean, he, started he always using said he never stuff. goes back on his Nindo. Yeah, yeah, that was his, you know, his his way or whatever. But it was like when Sasuke got, he decided to go away with the uh, the what was it, the Rochimaru, the four, the, um, the, sound, the four. sound four. I wanted to say sound four, but I ain't want to be wrong. Of <laughs> uh, the sound four, and when he went with them, it's like Naruto's like, nah, nah, nah screw it, that. I, we we chase him down. We're not about to let Sasuke go. And even though they 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 fought, like Naruto was ready to die to save Sasuke to keep yeah. him from going with Rochimaru. And that that really Sasuke brought him that out of him. Like he really believes, even though Sasuke was his rival, he was his friend. He was his motivation. He was a lot of things to him. And but he they were against each other because they believed different things and they had their own paths that they were walking and. You know, Sasuke brought a lot out of Naruto, including like his will. He helped strengthen that. He helped, and then when he couldn't get Sasuke to come back, he ended up going to train with Jiraiya and like the time skip. So it's like Sasuke is a very big motivation for Naruto. And the reason I didn't include Shippuden is, you know, once you get to Shippuden, Sasuke is still kind of like that that guiding factor for Naruto. But then Naruto has all these other things he's doing it's like the 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 leaf village gets destroyed by pain and he's off training state for to learn stage mode so he can avenge jiraiya and it's like i mean that has nothing to do with sasuke i mean you yes know, and no of- though because at, throughout all those other things he's still naruto in the back of his head is still only thinking about sasuke for the main part right. he's like that's still his number one goal is sasuke so he's doing all this other stuff. he's like i need to get stronger so he's like if i can beat them then it's like I can be. Then I can get. I'm this much closer to Sasuke. He got think after all that training, they pulled up on Sasuke the very first episode of Shippuden, and then Sasuke clapped them no difficulty. So yeah, and then they had, he had to go back, and then they started fighting. Yeah, like you said, all these other antagonists and everything. But at the end of the day, it, like it was still all about Sasuke. Like regardless of anything mm-hmm. else, it's still it was still like Naruto's yeah. mindset was still about saving Sasuke. Like every time it was like. Like the little cussing when he's talking to soccer and everything, she they're still talking about like he's like I'm still gonna go get Sasuke, all this other stuff, and everything else. He's like I'm still gonna keep good on my problems. I'm gonna get Sasuke. I'm gonna rescue him. You know what I mean? It was, but it kind of a lot of times it felt like it was more so a not an afterthought, but it was like in the back of his head, like you're saying. Like, well, yeah, like it's still, it but that's still the main thing. thing. He's like, I need to take yeah. care of this, but this is like use this as a stepping stone. To like while he's fighting the Akatsuki and everything, use this as a stuff. So like, all right, I'm getting stronger. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting strong. Like after that Kakazu fight, 
like when he uses that um when he used the what's Ross called, and yeah the Ross and Shuriken, like he talks about like I've gotten stronger so it's like you see that he's getting stronger and he knows that his main goal for why he's getting stronger is Sasuke still yeah it just feels a lot more like forced in Shippuden where it's like hey we want to remind you he's doing this for Sasuke versus like he's doing a bunch of different stuff that on the surface seems like it has nothing to do like him fighting in the ninja war is like all right what does this have to do him going to train okay you could argue him going to train with killer b to master uh his his qb mode it's like okay this is going to make him stronger which in turn is going to make him able to beat sasuke because it's at the end of the day if i can't convince you through words i'm just gonna have to to essentially beat beat the crap out of you and then drag you back to the leaf village Hmm. you can you could argue that but like i mean because there's a lot of things that are like there's a lot of things that are kind of like indirectly motivated by his goal to get sasuke back I mean, yeah, that's what I'm still saying, but it's still about Sasuke. Because I was about to bring up, like, the Itachi thing. Like, Itachi, even though he wasn't, like, throughout the whole beginning of Naruto, you didn't really see Itachi, you didn't know anything about Itachi, you just knew he was Sasuke's brother and what he did. You didn't know all the other stuff, you didn't know really a lot about him. However, he was still seen as one of the main antagonists because he controlled a good portion of the show. Because everything that Sasuke went through in that beginning of him trying to get stronger through all those other villains and stuff, regardless of it's Orochimaru or anybody else that he was going through, was to get to Itachi. And then, so that that's what motivated Sasuke, which thus motivated Naruto. So I'm like, it's similar to that. Like, even though, like, they're in the background and you're like, okay, there's not really there. I mean, there's still, like, a key factor in it. Because without them, like, that motivation isn't necessarily as prevalent if that makes sense yeah I I guess the point I'm the my opinion of it is like once you get to stuff like the ninja war and whatnot, he does still want to bring Sasuke back but his main goal at that time is like alright we're going to end the ninja war I'm going to fight all these people I'm going to protect all these people we're protecting like the ninja world the ninja world as a whole and trying to, he wants to, his thing is more about bringing peace to the ninja world at that point. And then it's like, okay, but yeah, I also want to save Sasuke once I'm done with, with this kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like Sasuke is really off doing his own thing. And it's not like he's going out of, after a while, he stops chasing him to a degree because there's other things that need to be resolved first. And he is still like that main motivation. Um, I think it's partially because, you know, Kishimoto wanted them to fight at the end of the the manga or the anime. Well, I mean, from the, it was hyped up throughout the whole show. Like, throughout the whole yeah. show, it was hyped up the final, like, the battle between Naruto and Sasuke. And, I mean, they did try to show that whenever Sasuke left on the Sasuke retrieval arc. But, I mean, like, you kind of felt like it, that it wasn't finished. You know what I mean? So, there was still more to be done. Like, yeah. like their little thing wasn't settled yet. So it was like foreshadowed throughout the whole show that they were going to have that fight and that something like that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my basic my basic thoughts on like why Sasuke is the best antagonist, antagonist in anime, at least in the beginning portion of the first part of Naruto. Um, yeah, you could argue in the second part he continues to be uh, 
motive, all the things I say, like motivation and whatnot, but it's very present in the first part. Yeah. In like in the in the the front. Whereas in the second part, it's kind of like it's in the background. It's like you know it's there. You know that's why Naruto is trying to become stronger. But it's like in the first part, it's like I, he's right here on my team. I'm trying to outdo him. You know. And it lasts for years, unlike in other anime where it's like, all right, once I get stronger than you, it's like, okay, you're no longer really a threat. I can beat you. That's it. All right, who's the next antagonist? You know, and Sasuke's that throughout the, basically the entire story of Naruto. And, you know, until you get to Boruto, which isn't the story of Naruto anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, but... Alright, well, I feel like we've done that one a little bit. Uh, let's take a quick yeah. short break, and then we'll come back to me. We want to give a quick shout-out to a friend of the podcast, one of our viewers, uh, Tessa Hutto. She is a YouTuber. She does, like, she does vlogs. She does story time. She's cool peoples. And again, like we said, friend of the podcast. You know, if you're interested in that kind of content, you know, just go shoot over to YouTube and search Tessa Hutto. So, T-E-S-S-A. H U T T O and shout out to her, man. Peace. And we are back. Uh, that break was crazy, man. We got into some stuff, but uh, yeah, y'all don't need to know about that. Um, but yeah, so we were in the middle of talking about who our opinion is the best of antagonist in anime, and so last but not least, we have Adrian with his opinion. So who do you think is the best antagonist? In my opinion, the best antagonist comes from the anime Haikyuu, and that would be Tanji Washijo. He is the okay. coach. He is the, uh, I don't know if y'all watch, have either one of y'all watched Haikyuu? No, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's a, um, I love it. It's one of my favorite animes, if not probably my favorite anime. Um, it's a volleyball anime, and it's the main character's, um, one's name Hinata, and he's he's shorter. He's like five seven, and obviously, if you know volleyball, like size matters. If you're unless yeah, you're taller. like a lumber lumbero or whatever, like you you need to be taller, especially for a male. But um, he dreams to be a a middle blocker, and he wants to be a spiker. But he's so he's so short. He's he usually plays off pure athleticism. He and he moves off stuff like that. So he goes to his high school. Everything, blah blah blah. They're playing, and then they run into. They're in the um the final tournament. What the tournament for the end of the season two or three? Um, before they took the break and they just came back, they run into like this powerhouse. It's hard. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce the school name. It's like Shira Torizawa. Like, okay. yeah, so they run to this powerhouse school and their coach is the Tanji Washijo guy. So their coach is similar to Hinata, the main character. Like he was shorter. He loved volleyball. He continued to play. He wanted to play volleyball, blah, blah, blah. But he was constantly told he was too small and he let that break his confidence. And so, you know, he gave up on it and he decided to become a coach. So that formed, that formed like this hatred in his heart that he was just so short and he wished he was taller because he loves volleyball and he wants to, he wanted to play but he was just too small and so like all his so he has these ideas that like yeah the tall remains supreme 
like they reign supreme and everything. And that's like, there's certain rules to volleyball, like height matters. So he builds his, this like powerhouse team that's been the nationals. Like so many times they have the number one, um, spiker in the whole entire nation. And his name's like Ushijima. And he's another like person that could be an antagonist. And he, so he builds his team, with him, he's the number one spiker. He's like the stereotypical pure red volleyball player. He's tall. He's powerful. He's everything like that. He's every. He's the opposite of Hinata, the main character. Yeah. And then everybody else on the team is built on the ideas to support um, what's called Ushijima. They have what's called this middle blocker who's tall and everything like so. Like all their players, like mainly, are tall and they're athletic and they built to what he felt like what you had to be to play volleyball. So yeah. they're trying to, and then so um, they match up with Hinata's team in the what's called the, the championship before they go in the nationals, um, and they're like they go so it's like it's the best of five set of five, and so they're playing the whole time. And at the beginning, he's just like he's small, not don't pay any attention to him, blah blah blah, whatever. And then like Hinata keeps keeps going, keeps going, and everything, and then he's like. All right, throughout, and then you can see, because it was like over like five or six episodes, this like, you know how anime goes, they stretch out the things that intensify it. So these yeah. like five set, these five games like stretched onto that. So as like, as the game continues, like his ideas are like, he's like, we need to like crush him. Like you, like not only do you need to beat the team, but you need to crush the little number 10. Like he not, he wants yeah. to crush him because it's like, it's going back on his ideals of, you know, like he's fighting it, and other people are like his assistant coach is talking about like, oh blah blah blah. He's like he's good blah. blah. His, his um, even though he's so short, he's like, and the whole time um, Washijiro, Washijiro, I mean, um, is like, no height will remain supreme. Height will always remain supreme. Blah blah blah. And so I thought that's why like his ideas are getting crushed. And then at the end, like he not to like their team wins, and then he's like sitting there and he's like defeated because he's like. Um, what's called his team was um just lost to Hinata and them. And he's like, there's yeah. no reason like they should lose because you know he has a he's supposed to have the superior team and everything and all that stuff. And so um, what's called then um, what the heck was that? I'm sorry, I dropped something. My bad. <laughs> uh, my, so, bad my bad. It's all good. Um, he dropped his plot armor. <laughs> that, hey. but then um but then he kind of tries to be like uh cause the team that he not to play on is called Karasuno and so he's like they they also have like this super like really good player um that, that their setter who's like like crazy good um it's like I, got, it just, I just lost his name um Kayama my bad I just lost his name. It was on Tip One Time Kagiyama, he was like, the only reason Hinata was able to shine was because Kagiyama was there setting him up perfectly. And without, like, you know, he's trying to find excuses on why, take a, you know, to diminish, like, Hinata's win so that his ideals aren't broken. Yeah. So, at the beginning of the next season, um, they, they go, they're getting ready, they're in their little in-between time before Nationals. And so, they have this time where, like, um, they have, like, the under- 18 or something like that um all japanese team that kageyama goes and plays for and then they have like 
that little another like all like all star team like that they go to like a camp for like a week and like you have to get invited and all these other yeah. and, like another player from what's called Hinata's team was invited to it but Hinata wasn't um, invited like they didn't respect her and so and the what's called the the coach was the one that was doing it like. So he's like, yeah, he doesn't find any value. So of course he doesn't, he's not going to invite him. He's like, he's not good without him. So he doesn't invite him. Hinata like sneaks into the camp anyways, trying to get into the camp. And so he sneaks there. He's trying to do a shot. And the dude's like, no, like, what do you think this is going to blah, blah, blah. You're, and then he told him he has, he sees no worth in him and that without Kageyama, mm-hmm. he's worthless. And he was like, yeah. and so he told um, Hinata that he could, he could stay and watch the camp still, but only as a ball boy. He he wouldn't let Hinata even see the floor. Like he not so the whole time Hinata was just sitting there, but Hinata didn't let it get him down. He he saw it as like an opportunity to watch all these great uh, all these other great players. Hinata's just raw talent. Like he he's not like fundamentally sound. He didn't have like nobody to teach him volleyball. So he's just like mm-hmm. raw talent. So he's watching everybody play and he's asking them questions and all that stuff. And he's taking the ball boy position like extremely serious. He's like, all right, well, he's going around. He's like watching him and he's slowly like gaining experience and gaining knowledge throughout that. So, but the dude still doesn't, you know, he's still not going to give him credit. So they go to nationals and then he not to like surprises people because he start being better. He start, he start, they start seeing it's not just raw talent that he's actually learned that like he, he's like retaining that he's been, he's getting better and they win. And then they go to the next round and they shouldn't win again. And it's another team that should be able to stomp him and he wins again. And then he keep, you know, he keeps winning and then, so it's like, okay, like, it's getting to the point where you can't deny his talent in, anymore. And so by, yeah. yeah, so by the end, um, what's called, Washio is like, he's, he, he's up having a change of heart and, like, finally, like, breaks down that um, Hinata was right. And he's like, he has, like, this whole, like, um, sense of guilt, like, like, he just didn't work hard enough. Like the whole time he just gave up. He let them control. He let the taller people say, you're not going to be here because anything you can do, we can do. And we have the height. So he let them crush his dreams and everything. And so he looks, he looks, he's like, he finally accepts Hinata and everything. And he helps him out later in the show, but it's not in, in anime right now where they're at right now. It's not to where he's helping him out anymore. That's later on in the manga. Cause I'm all the way up in the manga, but it's like, crazy how like you know he flips because in the beginning he's like he doesn't want to help him at all he's like no he he's like set on crushing Hinata and his team because you know it's conflict of ideas because obviously you don't want like if you if you wanted to be something all your life and then you got told you couldn't do it and you gave up but then you see somebody else actually go through with it and succeed with it you know you kind of be yeah. like no nah, you're not gonna do it no you're not gonna do it there's no way because I couldn't do it and so it's kind of hard to accept that he doesn't want to take accountability for that. But that that's really right. mine. So you're basically saying what made him a good antagonist is his his views of the world directly opposed that of the main character. And he he was he served as an obstacle to him for essentially for the main character to eventually surpass and change his way of thinking, but yeah, and he was though, a direct like, nah, you you are not going to succeed because I was in your position. 
Yeah, and, and I didn't succeed. And I couldn't succeed. Yeah, so it's like, and then it's not, and because you know, like you were talking about, um, I don't know if you said it on the podcast or you said it off, like how people usually fade, how antagonists usually like phase out, you know, and they're not yeah. like there around anymore. And it's like he he was still around because after like he not to in them in his team defeated them you're like okay they've overcome this obstacle but then they go to this like all-star team and he's the coach yeah. of it and he's still like no so he's still yeah, he's around. still in his way yeah and then and then later on the manga he needs his help again he's like you know what i'm saying like he he's still in his path like stop trying to trying to do his best just so he doesn't have to acknowledge it and other people are like, yeah, he's good, but he's like, nah, no, no matter what, he just won't give him credit. Yeah. So he he was he was like a, a real hater, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what makes him. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect that. I respect and then, that. yeah, and then it's even better that he built that team of vol- uh, He built his volleyball team strictly off the bat. And they were like, you know, they're like one of the number one teams. And like, like cause whenever they get to nationals, like he not the team, they're like, oh, they beat them. They must be crazy good because that team. We're glad we don't have to see them this year. They're like so good. Everybody was like scared, like feared them. You know what I mean? So like they, yeah. they were a top yeah. team, and it's like he built and constructed this team based off the ideals that this is what you had to be. Like anybody under a certain height or under a certain thing, like couldn't make it there. Like Kagiyama is eventually one of the best setters in all of Japan. But he couldn't even make it to their team because they didn't. They were like, um, they were saying, they were saying like he was selfish and everything else. And he has his own plot. Like I mean, he has his own story later. But it's like they fall saw himself. So he's like somebody even that great. They he still didn't match up with what they like, like the expectation that they had. Like you had to be the top of the top to even make it there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Y'all should definitely watch it though if you haven't watched Haiku. Not that you, yeah. You how, how many seasons are there? You said three. Uh, so far, I think that yeah, I think they're on season four now. I've been okay. mainly dealing with the. You got the like the anime still coming out. Yeah, they come out. It comes out on Fridays, and I usually um what's it called check it out on the manga. You know what I mean? Because I'm I passed it because like it was so good, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep going, and then I just read the manga. Uh, let me, let me, uh, yeah, okay, it's on the fourth season, yeah, it's on the fourth season right now, it's crazy good, I'm telling you, because I, because I just got into sports animes, like, I wouldn't say, like, six, seven months ago, like, I, I didn't used to be big on them, no, actually, I, I say six, seven months ago, so, I keep, I forget that it's, um, not 2019, it's 2020, so, um, I got into it in 2018, that's when I got into sports and then ever since then, I've just been hooked. Like they're good. Kuroko basketball. Yeah, that's what that's what got me into it. Like, tell me, bro, tell me why me and my wife, my wife had never been to Disneyland Universal, right? So we're, I'm planning the trip to take her to Disney later this year after this Corona stuff passed over. But I took her to Universal. She had never been. Tell me why I watched every episode of um, Kuroko No Basket in that week alone. The week we were at Universal. Because the entire time we were waiting in line, she was getting mad at me because when we were walking around the park, because I've been to Universal multiple times, when we walking around the park or when we waited in lines, I was doing nothing but watching it. I'm talking about we walking up the stairs and waiting in line. I'm sitting there. We sitting there for hours. I'm sitting there. 
I don't watch like twelve episodes, and she's like, I can't believe you just watched all this. I'm talking, about, I even watched the the movies for it that just replay the games, bro. I watched everything. I was, I was in there live, bro. That that was so good. And then after that, I was like, sports anime. Yeah, I might got something going with this. Yeah. Kirk, I know basketball was really uh, one of the. Not one of the greatest animes I've seen, but it was like I, I really liked that anime. Like, yeah, in a mad, no, Haiku, Haiku, man, man, I was like, man. yeah. Like, but I don't know how much you like it because I don't know how much you're into volleyball. Like Haiku is a really great, a good anime. So is Ace of the Diamond because and they're like super popular now, and they're like, um, what's called Haiku is even more popular than Kirko's No Basket, and a lot of people watch it, but because it's like a crazy good show. But I don't know how much y'all are into volleyball. My mom's a volleyball coach, so I grew up with volleyball. Like I, that was like my first sport I started playing. So like I can relate. Well, to it. I mean, if the show's good, I'll watch it. That's yeah. how I uh, approach most stuff. Okay, see that? That's cool. Cause, like I have a homie that he he's the same way. Like he doesn't know anything about volleyball whatsoever, but he like loves haiku. He's like it's so good. And I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. As long as wait, they have like abilities and stuff, or what? Are oh, you talking about like Kirkos? Yeah, like stuff like that. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it, I guess you can say, but it's not. No, it's not. It's not like they don't have like emperor's eye or anything that, like that. Not to that extent. Yeah, they don't I have mean, it like as long, as long as it's a uh, some skill development, character development. You know, oh, there's definitely character development, lots of it, and there's definitely skill. Like I said, like Hinata was just raw talent. Like you'll see from the very first episode because they started in middle school, like. He fought, the crazy thing is he plays Kageyama's team, and they, like, wash them. Kageyama's team, like, washes Hinata's team. Hinata just got a bunch of random players, like, a couple from the basketball team, a couple from, like, baseball, because school didn't really play volleyball. But it was, it was yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I guess we can uh, wrap, wrap it all up. Uh, I, bet I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this uh, conversation. Uh, I know y'all too probably did as well. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to do something special for this episode. (laughs) If you all also, you all meaning the listeners, if y'all also watch anime and y'all have y'all opinions on who y'all think the biggest antagonists are in anime, why don't y'all send us a tweet at Woman Respectors? So it's a little spelled a little different from the title of the podcast. It's Woman, so W O M A N Respectors, just like it is in our in our title, all one word on Twitter. You could either tweet us or send us an email at Women Respectors, all one word, spelled exactly like the the name of the podcast at Outlook.com and. You know, we'll try to get back to y'all as, as soon as possible. Um, but again, thank y'all for listening for to another episode of the Women Respectors Podcast. Um, we ask that you always remember to respect women. And most importantly, we ask that you always remember to respect yourself. And we're out.